Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. What? I'm, I'm so. Right. So again. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't first got it yet, so I didn't. <laughs> got what? I got the alert saying recording in progress. I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I got to say, "Got it or forget it." And uh, oh, okay. I didn't even know you had to do that. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a consent to my my voice being shared in the world. <laughs> it's a breach of contract or the law or something. I don't know. Uh, nonetheless, hang <laughs> <crack> on. <laughs> this is a podcast where we look at things and talk about them. My name is Simon. My name is Dean. He consents. He's given full consent to this. <laughs> anyway, hey, Dean, you've got uh, something wrong. Your finger at me or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's one. I think I must have closed cover door very briefly, very short, sharp pinch. Like, ah, that the hell. Didn't think anything of it. And day after that, I sort of got a bit of a yellow spot in the middle of my in middle finger, uh, the pad. And, oh, that's a bit of an infection there, isn't it? That's a, that's a blister. And like the medical professional I am, I thought, I'm going to pop that bastard if you get out of the way. So I popped it with a safety pin that I found <laughs> in one of my kids. Yeah, that's, that's probably fine. Uh, it wasn't the most hygienic, so then I got really swollen and really oh, painful no. for the next two or three days. Didn't go to the doctors, because I thought, oh, I call a doctor up, they say, well, what's the problem? I got a blister on my middle finger. Oh, is that you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Middle finger, scrotum, easy mistake to make, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had this scenario in my head, so I, I just ignored it. Uh, just, it's fine now. It's just all coming back normal, but um, I just became hyper aware of how often you use the your paddy middle finger for just like mundane stuff. Yes, piping, cooking, cutting a sandwich. Um, it's, oh, I can't, if, I didn't realize how this part of the body I never think about. I use it so often, and that was annoying to discover that. So, yeah, what was the thing where you were most um, annoyed that it brought you pain? So, I guess what I'm asking you now is. Uh, what's the most pleasurable thing you do with your middle finger that you was upset about being um, raw pain with him? <laughs> Smoothing your dog? <laughs> um, that, that, that was a part of it, yeah, because uh, he's still, you know, he's a beagle, a little bit uh, mm. cheeky, and he's still occasionally a bit of a biter. And, um, yeah, holding an ice cream, maybe? That, that was better because it was, um, you know, the cold it reduces the, the, the sensation mm. of discomfort. Finger uh, in your own anus. It's a middle finger for that, not an animal. Anyway, speaking of poor life choices, uh, can I show you my first thing? Yes, please. Yeah. Now, what are you going to show us this week, Dean? Yeah, this is, uh, this might sound like I'm trying to be self aggrandizing. I assure you, I am not. But before I show you, I'll ask you a question. Simon, Yeah. what do you know about Perez Hilton? Oh, um, I remember him from around the same time that. Um, Paris Hilton, well, yeah, Paris yeah. Hilton, Paris Hilton. He was a, like um, a gossip blogger, wasn't he? When yes. that was a thing, yeah, yeah. I think he was like, yeah, he hit big during the, the, the blogging boom. That was, uh, yeah. I think ultimately people decided what he was doing was bullying or something like that. And he yeah, was, that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, and I got think, pink hair. Yeah, the one thing I saw him in, which was outside this context, was he was. <laughs> He had a brief cameo in a a video, a music video for the Venga Boys. His, his voice one of their songs. Oh. Long after they were relevant. I mean, right. some could argue they were never relevant, but they were there. 
<laughs> oh, no, they, they did a song called um, Rocket to Uranus. Uh, oh, Jesus, which, okay. Which, yeah, it's, it's exactly the sort of humour you're thinking of. Um, I think we, yeah. we talk about this was like 2007, eight, something like that. So long after they were they were, they were trying to score some points for being, ah, I see what he did there. Um, but he's in that as a, as a sort of face of a planet or something. Yeah, but anyway, he's a very much a sort of a, a modern day paparazzi type person. You know, like, but he, he's yeah. famous in his own right. Yeah. So what I'm going to show you is this page from his website, if you don't mind. This is my page on his website, uh, the page oh. dedicated to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was my reaction. Now, I can sort of see the genesis of this because a few, last week actually, wasn't that long ago, uh, they, I was talking to a reporter. While they were talking, said, oh, do you have any, uh, you know, can you give any comment on this? Now, it's a phenomenon going around that, um, obviously, Taylor Swift, massive, massive star, uh, a lot of fans, um, which she has a lot of, are reporting that they go to see her games and they always have a nice time, but they can never really remember any details about um, them afterwards. Yes, yes, yes. I saw yeah. this. Yes, yes. Yes. It's become a bit of a you know, Taylor Swift uh, concert amnesia thing. Yeah. People are asking why that happens. Like, why would you know, fans who love someone as much as they love Taylor Swift uh, go to see her in person and not remember it? Mm. Lots of reasons for that. And that's what I'd have to comment on. Like, I mean, to the emotional overload of having. Uh, you know, someone you love that much, if you're a fanatic, a proper fanatic, uh, singing at you for two hours means that all the memories become indistinct. Like they are, there's nothing that signals them out because emotions in memory to tell you what, what what's important or not. So if everything's emotional, nothing is important. And the buildup can be too much. You know, if you've got a buildup and then you finish something, then you sort of forget about it because your brain thinks, I've done that now, I'll move on. Mm. Lots of different reasons. So I... Just commented a few but, lines. Uh, just on that, yeah. is it just the super fans saying this, or is it everybody in the concert? It's hard to tell because the people reporting the phenomenon, like they, they're not given their credentials as so, <laughs> what degree of Taylor Swift fan are you? So it's hard to right, say. Yes or no. Yeah. So, but I'm guessing the super fans because they're people who will the sort who will go online. I'm sure they were found on things like Tumblr yeah. or, or or whatever the kids are on now. Because <laughs> I'm sure Tumblr is yeah. like a very 2000s thing. Uh, so they just say that, oh, I just don't remember it. And right. yeah, so pe- people who are actively wanting to say that in public are probably going to be big fans, at least. Yeah. I was just wondering if it was like staying at the face of God sort of thing. Yeah, that could be as well. Yeah, complete yeah. emotional overload. That's actually a valid yeah. thing. So I said a few lines to this um, journalist. I said, well, here's my take on it. And do that what you will. And she put it in. Uh, the original article, and it um, did the rounds because you know, most of the online world now is just copying something else someone else says. And now I've got a page on Perez Hilton's website, mm. the Doctor of the Minute Archive. Why? <laughs> why? Why did he single me out and put me in this? Uh, well, maybe everybody who writes about Taylor Swift's got it. I've, I, I've got to say though, Dean, yeah. um, and this says a lot. But uh, my attention being drawn away from the picture of Taylor Swift, tremendous, excellent Taylor Swift there, hmm. towards the targeting advertising which you were displaying for me on the right hand side from the team over there. <laughs> yeah, bit of pants. <laughs> yeah, pair of pants. Just like general support. Gentle support. Yeah, this is a knife <laughs> and a knife. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've had very similar recently. Uh, from the previous episode where we used Timu, 
to, to look at something. And I, we'll get back to your main point, but yeah, I, yeah. Like, I thought I'd bring this up in a minute. Please do. Uh, <laughs> I had some, uh, like an email from me. Uh, I don't even remember giving them my email address. And he was telling me about Timu's latest sale. Hmm. And um, there was a, a wide variety of um, sort of Chinese gentlemen's jackets, yeah. like traditional wear, Dracula's cloak, and well, a plastic mouth for practicing your kissing on. Okay. Save and a fishing that. rod. Save, save that. Is it Dracula's cloak, like a Dracula-style cloak, or did they actually yes. claim that they were selling Dracula's cloak? They <laughs> claim they were selling me Dracula's cloak. Because the first thing, I can, I can see some problems with that. <laughs> this uh, thing here, Dean, yeah. uh, the, the top right-hand corner there, I'm getting this a lot at the moment as well, and I've got no idea what it is. It looks like a pair of pants with a hole cut out for the arse, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I mean, look, I, like, I'm not judging because I know you have not looked for that because no. I'm getting it too. <laughs> no. It's just fucking bizarre. What are they trying to say to us? Like, I wonder if this is the same sort of cookies or we've got Timu, uh, which just uh, pop up everywhere else, perhaps. But yeah, but like, the fact that it's got uh, ice cream grabbed, as you'll see it in a bit, listener. But um, it's the fact that it's got like lots of what looked like sexual paraphernalia. With a fucking knife. <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like someone saying, no, so you look at the Taylor Swift, you must be some sort of deviant. You cannot get anyone to have sex willingly, so yeah. he might as well sell you <laughs> sex devices and weapons. Like, oh, it, Christ. It, is. it looks like a load of obtuse sex devices, apart from it, yeah. a knife, and like sort of wristband to teleport through time. It's so, fucking bizarre. You know what? In, in, in respect to the algorithms, if you are on... The president website looking actually looking for what <laughs> you. what does Dean Manette think about Taylor Swift? <laughs> I think you might have a different way in the world than the average that's, person. That's very true. It's only people <laughs> who have time jumped from the the, the <laughs> ill future. <laughs> this person definitely needs uh, uh, equipment to to have. To, to, to gain some sort of satisfaction from life, <laughs> let's, let's stay as neutral as possible. But uh, but also this is what it is. You know, when the, yeah. the original Terminator, he went back through time and like he went door to door looking for Sarah Connors, <laughs> yeah. which you know, even at the time, thought you'd think like, well, that's not the best way to do that, is it? Yeah. But this is like. The, the modern version of that, where they, they, they've gone from the future trying to find you, and they've gone on the Perez Hilton's website. <laughs> and they, maybe they're trying to warn me. Maybe it's not like the, this is like a, a software terminator. It's like, Dean, yeah. Dean, you're going to be abducted. <laughs> this is the Kyle Reese. <laughs> yeah, this, this is an AI Kyle Reese. Protect your groin. Get your silver metallic groin pants on. <laughs> go up a pipe. Uh, don't worry about your ass. You can leave that open as much as you want. They're not interested in your ass, Dean. Don't worry about it. Nobody is. They're not interested in your ass, Dean. Get your knife and get onto this. <laughs> You've got to protect yourself from the future sex robots. Uh. This Brez Hilton, he can't be logging everybody who writes an article about Taylor Swift, surely. I would assume not, but then I looked up other... Academics quoted the article, and they've got their own page too. So it's not just oh, okay. He's not just got to think about me, which I'm. I'm honestly very reassured about. But, <laughs> <laughs> like if he's like, ah, oh, finally I've got him. I can combine this this man I've been obsessed with for years. <laughs> so, okay. um, well, well, look at one thing I want to say. Like uh, 
you've got the band at the top, which is obviously unpleasant. But rather than any of his material stuff or his articles, the first link is to my CBD gummies. So yeah. he's one of those who jumped on the whole legalized cannabis bandwagon. Yeah. I, I do sort of approve of that. I mean, that was naked profiteering, but it's all like you're saying, are you, you're on my site looking for what Dean Manette thinks about <laughs> Chill the fuck out, will you? <laughs> Have some edibles, Christ. <laughs> so I can be on board with that. I think that's okay. I think that's a, that's a, that's a tick rather across in the press. Really. <laughs> yeah, yes. he's done well there. Yeah. So, yeah, but I was wondering why I warranted a, why I warranted a full page on president because I I have mentioned celebrities in certain guises on in public forums before like I don't know the whole, mean the whole Whoopi Goldberg thing is a thing mm, yeah I, I think she's perhaps uh, not uh, uh, gossip worthy uh, for the the audience is going for these days so that's totally yeah. fair enough but yeah so if I did some sort of you know, article about why you know, Ryan Gosling is the perfect man or something. I don't know why I would say that, but it's on the Well, because the Barbie film's coming out. You can knock there we go. Yeah, there we are. Articles yeah. about that coming yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why, but why, why God's the perfect Ken? Uh, yeah. I got into Daily Mail or New Statesman or something. I could have, a, <laughs> have another article on here, but, yeah. but, but why? Because I, I got my own website and adding a page to it. I don't know how to do it. I just find it really, I have people I know like, oh, just you know, add this page to it. So someone has to go and do this. Yeah. Somebody had his request. So, <laughs> so, so to what end? <laughs> what, what, what's he going for? How do you get to the new page on his website? Uh, difficult with difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like it's not front and center on the main website. So like, look it should at the, be, uh, shouldn't it? Well, I, 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 maybe it was for a bit because I only found it like a week later. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the front page is uh, lots of um, a lot of Kanye, uh, a lot of uh, Kardashian stuff. It's pretty janky looking website, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like, like it was like it was designed like seven years ago and hasn't been changed yeah. since. You know, updates, hot news, featured. Oh, damn, it's real. Oh, it's, it's absolutely honking this website. Is. Uh, featured more, more featured top videos. You know, the usual celebrity gossip stuff, I suppose. Yeah, shit. Uh, it's quite good. He's doing quite. Uh, well, in a way, in that um, the adverts uh, indistinguishable from the actual articles. Yeah, I so that's going to doing well on clicks. Yeah, and the... income wise. Yeah, so he's a very rich man, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure he's absolutely minted. Mm. But if he is, how much of that is mine, technically? Because he's put up a page in my name, so I should get a cut of all yeah, the traffic right. directed to his site from me. Yeah, I think you're right there, Dean. Yeah. Is that how it works, or is he um, directing traffic from his TRs? I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Uh, so what are we going to give this, then, Dean? This, um, yeah, my page is, on Fred Yeah, page, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it a, a one, because I'm deeply suspect of why it exists. I, mean, I know we should answer, but I, I, I can't figure out why. What I, I feel like, if anything, I feel like he's lost... I added this to his site. It's like, yes. So, yeah, the motivation is confusing in a psychological and technological sense, and I don't have anything to add to the celebrity gossip industry. Uh, I may would like to have a cut of it if it said if it was offering it, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah, give it a one. It's just too too weird. It seems to serve absolutely no purpose whatsoever. So, mm. 
I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to give it um, a one as well. Um, I don't understand why he's done it because by creating it, uh, it means that he's added something that he needs to update anytime yeah. you do anything a slab worthy. He may or, have software you, for you it, know, but even, even then, that's still... You know. Yeah, he's putting like, you know, he's he's taking a risk there, isn't he, that you're going to continue writing articles about Taylor Swift, which probably hmm. aren't, really. <laughs> well, I didn't plan to write this one. So yeah, was... exactly. It's a real punt on his, his term, isn't it? Yeah. What else, who else would you like to write an article about? Say if someone... Um, so Taylor Swift is giving people amnesia. Hmm. Um, well, I don't know, maybe... Um, Kylie Mignogue is giving people gout or something like that. I mean, I'm... That's I not would, a new wheelhouse, is it gout? It's got to be something to do with the brain, isn't it? I, don't, I think if Kylie Mignogue was giving people gout, I would happily write about it, because that would be <laughs> a deeply fascinating phenomenon in its own right. I would like to say, I know I'm not qualified, but I really want to talk about this to anyone listening. <laughs> I'll do it for, like, freaking BuzzFeed, even. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Yeah, you heard me. And please do uh, accept that as a threat, BuzzFeed. <laughs> Welcome back, friends. So, and um, what I got to show you this week, Dean, is a bit of official merchandising uh, produce okay. from a very popular television show. Good. I like such things. Let's let's look at it. This is Dean, the official T-shirt of "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said, I say merch is stretching his bits. Yeah, exactly. This is what I thought. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, it's right. it's a fair retro, uh, recreation of the t-shirts that they wear, but all there is is a blue t-shirt, and you can yeah. have a name printed on it. Yeah. So um, the picture we've got in front of me now, uh, ITV Shop. So this is the official, officially sanctioned ITV merchandise page. Um, it's a man wearing a dark blue t-shirt. I will say, a very common type of T-shirt. And not only is it so boring, it just says, Richard, in white text on his back, I'm assuming that's the guy's name, Campmate01. Not only that, it's not even printed on, that is, that is a terrible Photoshop job. Yes. Was, what we've got here is a photo of a man wearing a blue T-shirt, edited and superimposed on a jungle background, because it's clearly not there. That's, that's not, that is not a authentic picture. No, and uh, the the text printed on the shirt is really crudely done because the shirt yeah. is wrinkled and crumpled, and the text is not, which is physically impossible. <laughs> yeah, they've made a tiny bit of effort in curling the D on Richard down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, uh, ITV have hired a professional to do this, and they have jizzed that out in milliseconds. The campmate and the O one are different font sizes. And the 011 looked like, or sorry, 011, if you want, looked like different <laughs> different fonts themselves. The yeah. 1 is a bit bent. The O isn't so much. It's really, yeah. really annoying. <laughs> it is annoying, isn't it? Yeah. The thing is, like, yeah. they could have just printed a T-shirt and made a guy so, wear it. Like, do that. Is it so... I think to this, it would be so penny-pinching, like. not That'll cost upwards of seven pounds. <laughs> yeah. like, as someone who has worked in a T-shirt printing shop, and I exactly. said a previous episode, and if you had made a mistake or something, just give him a new one. Like it was, yeah. it was well it regarded as an acceptable loss quite easily. And this was 
a small t-shirt shop in Oxford Arcade, which doesn't even exist anymore, which is one of like 12 nationwide. Yeah. Not, I would say, ITV, the, the advertiser-funded <laughs> broadcaster network, who I'm assuming has a lot more money. Print a shirt, you pricks, and just show it on the fucking, fucking website. But, I mean, do you watch I'm a Celebrity? I don't. It was never really one that appealed to me. No, I, I remember that, watching uh, it a bit when uh, John Lydon was on there. Um, but, no, I don't like the idea of people eating animals, really. Like, well, uh, no, that's, that's, not, thing, yeah. uh, that's not the right way to phrase that, because I... I do eat meat yeah. and things like that. But like like a live little stinking old worm or a little yeah, it's sh- it's shit. It's a live It's unnecessary, isn't it? Yeah, like oh, cover you in cockroach and stuff. Well, the, 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 that's, the, yeah, we don't like them. That's not their fault. They're, they're yeah, just exactly. Killing and eating animals for meat. You know, I understand people's objections to it. Like, Probably, yeah. Uh, and that's all totally fair and understandable. Uh, but I, I think I don't like it where we're using these animals and going, oh, it's disgusting. Oh, it's disgu- he's got to eat that. It's disgusting. And we eat animals you know, because they're nice and they're tasty, aren't they? Like, yeah. If you know something's going to be disgusting, then just just leave it be. Like, Yeah, that's, a, that's totally right. And also... I mean, I'm one of those weird people, like, we live in uh, Europe, and uh, that's it's not a continent or culture which uh, has much time for insect eating. No, that's, mm. in other countries, that's a, a continent or culture, that's that's actually a thing. Yes. So I have actually no problem with that. If anything, no. that, that could be, like, a massive environmental positive thing if we start eating insects, because to raise, like, a you know, hundred ants <laughs> or a cow... It's a lot easier to do this first thing. <laughs> like you don't need to bulldoze the Amazon to breed ants. That's not a thing. I, yeah. I'm a bit, I'm in an hour in on that, Dean, because I've yeah. thought about this before. And it's fair, and you're right, that other cultures do eat crickets and other insects and things like that, and that's fine. And I probably would, because they do make lovely meals of them. Mm. I'd give that a go. But I'm wary of when powerful people corporations, etc. Politicians say, oh yeah, we should have more insects in our diet. I always think like they're just preparing us for shit it in the fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Meat, actual meat that we eat now, that's going to be totally inaccessible to proles in the future. Uh, yeah. You've got to get used to eating rats and or slugs. Yeah. and Because for a while it wasn't. That was a big deal in the mm. 70s, like having actual meat mm. in your food. And that's that was a sign of you know, success or progress. But taking that away from people would be a very tangible example of no, no you can't have that anymore. In fact, you shouldn't, yeah. have, you shouldn't have ever had it. You should be lucky to have it. Yes, and yes, I think yes. that that was summed up to me most acutely recently. In I think it was a tweet by New York Times or someone along those lines, like uh, those famous things of um, how to deal with the coming financial crisis because of the. You know, the mortgage meltdown, mm. the, the Russia-Ukraine crisis. You know, very rich people are making bad decisions, and therefore we all have to suffer. Uh, that sort of yeah. thing. So, so um, say something like, you know, how do we deal with the most upcoming current crisis? Uh, eat more lentils instead of meat. Uh, turn your lights off more often, or something mundane mm. like that. And there's only three points. There's one tweet, three points. I've often said, no one said this would be easy. No, they didn't. No one said this was going to happen at all. 
we, 99% of the population, didn't get a say in this in any way, shape, or form. Yes. So don't say, like, yeah, yeah, we, we all agree that if we're going to do this. Yeah, well, well, you should have known better, shouldn't you? Well, what the fuck? We didn't, yeah. we didn't have any say in this. <laughs> Was that any way, shape, or form my fault? And why should I be guilty about it? Point for eat the rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? They probably got a lot of fat and pudding on them. They can last for weeks. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you ever watched it? Um, celebrity? No, actually. Never. Oh, no. I think I watched clips of it when uh, Jill McKeith was on it because she was being made to suffer by loads of people and I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, that's the big selling point of it, I think. Well, isn't yeah. It? Like, yeah. I, I don't necessarily agree with that normally, but yeah. occasionally someone like her gets in, they think, yeah, this is totally valid. <laughs> it's yeah, absolutely yeah. fine. But they could do it without um, the animal harm, really, couldn't they? Like, yeah. They just get some celebrities in and then just, you know, not do too much damage to them, but just, you know, make them slither around the ground. Have them interact with the insects in some way. I mean, they are, yeah. they are creepy, they are scary, we're not used to them, but yeah. they're going to hurt them. I know, no. you know we do it all. If you're a fly zapper, you are technically committing <laughs> low-key yeah. genocide on a daily basis, which is, yeah. which is a well, different you thing. you can starve these people to the point where they're delirious, or keep them up at night if you don't want to starve them, you know, and mm. then just chuck loads of plastic spiders on. I saw... It might be a thing I mentioned in a different context, a later episode, but you know those um, videos you get on, like, because uh, you're not much of a social media user as I am, but you to get, like, recommended videos, and it's always, like, weird recipes and weird uh, food stuff from around the world. Because me and my son watch um, The Food Ranger a lot. He's a rather benign Canadian guy who wants the world eating street food, and it's right. very nice. It makes you quite hungry watching it, but it's really quite satisfying. So I think because I watched that, I got a lot of recommendations. I saw one thing... Uh, for people in some remote village, I'm guessing Africa or something like that. They didn't actually say, but uh, they were basically d- deep frying like massive bag of tarantulas. <laughs> yeah, so like, oh wow, so you eat them like, like pick them apart like you do a crab. Like, mm, that's nice, but you can eat the whole thing because it's not shell. It's just, yeah. I thought, but I'm thinking, oh, tarantulas poisonous. Don't they have like venom in there? You can not eat that, but. They were just tucking in them. Yeah, I think they are poisonous. Maybe if you eat like like a you know bin bag full of them or something. I mean, yeah, but, like, but also like oh, chili deep fried tarantulas. I mean, yeah, I would honestly. I, I I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. What about they like brains and pup and all that in them? Well, that's always the case. If you have a prawn, that's that's that's, that's the usual thing. That's yeah, actually, yeah. I don't like, like that about prawns actually. Yeah. You can sort of see it, can't you? I will say. Um, Comedian Rob Deering, I had a gig with him once, lovely man. Mm. But he, uh, we talked about heckles we got uh, at some point. <laughs> we said, uh, I tell about prawns. <laughs> some old man in the back stood up and said, Prawns are the vultures of the sea. <laughs> Which is a great interjection in any context. Really. <laughs> talking about prawns. One final question for you then, Dean. Yeah. If um, you saw someone wearing a t shirt and he said Richard Campmate or one, and he just looked like a plain blue t shirt in the street. Hmm. What would you think that I was about? Would you have known? No, or would you have thought they, like, they were an inmate who'd escaped or something like that? You know what? What I would think is it was a very, very, very low-key, lazy stag do. And he's still yeah. wearing a T-shirt. Like a, it, he just put it on because nothing else clean. Oh, I'll just wear that stag do T-shirt. And it was yes. very... It's, a, it's on the back as well. I think if you're going <laughs> to... For the front, yes, it's a plain blue T-shirt. So yeah. on the back, if you're in a jacket, you're never going to see it. I was actually at a, a mid stag do yesterday, and um, 
there happened to be another stag dude in the same pub, and the stag was wearing a T-shirt, which was a sort of cartoon picture of what I assume was his um, fiance, and uh, <laughs> I don't know who was the word, something like, one clit from now on. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, 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 how? Yeah. I'm gonna, he's wearing a pink tutu as well and a cowboy hat. I think. I really hope you made, made you wear that because if you, that's your, like, oh, from this point on, I'm going to touch one clit. Like, <laughs> why are you getting married? <laughs> that's the thing. That's, that's, that's gross if it was like one fanny or something like that. But clit. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Is this guy going around looking specifically for clits? Apparently. <laughs> He didn't seem too bothered. He was, like, he was wearing it with, with pride, I suppose. I mean, but I'm hoping you know, he was he was made to wear it by by friends who had missed, had not read the room right. Let's go with that. But um, yeah, like oh, mate, have you got to have you got to show that to everyone? Like there were dozens of women this probably. There's one girl on a birthday party. There were twenty of them. Like seriously, seriously. One clit from now on. Wow. Yeah, like, okay. I like I'd like to think the other way though that he wore that out and everybody from the stag was like, Jesus man, what are you fucking wearing? Yeah. Like? You know what? It's purely the t shirt, I'm assuming it was a stag do it's been his every shirt. Maybe he was a priest and on the back of his t shirt it says, And that clit is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same sex writer twice. No, no, I'm not, no, no, no. <laughs> Hand me, Deacon. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is a third. <laughs> I mean, a threesome with the Father. The Holy Ghost. Anyway. Pass the lube. And by lube, I mean spiritual fulfillment. What are we going to give this, then, Dean? Um, you know what? I'm actually going to break my usual rule. I'm going to give it a 0.5. This actually is insultingly yeah. pointless. Everything about it is wrong. It's like the Photoshop job is bad. The, the value is and is pointless. It doesn't give any indication of the show itself if you're not part of that. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't ever give a zero. Well, I haven't so far. Uh, but I'll give a point why because it does exist. If you, you pay money, you get a T-shirt. So it does at least perform some valid function. But no, this mm. isn't 0.5. This is, this is un- unacceptable. That's fair score, I think, Dean. I think you're, mm. you're right on that. Well, I'm, I'm going to... £13, it's more expensive than for a blue T-shirt you pay in um, George and Asda's, for example. Yeah, totally. I'm just kind of wondering what the cost of um, hosting it to you is. We'll never find out, Dean. So it's going to be a two for me, I think. Yeah, um, that's fair. I, I think that £13, it might be re- decent value. Because... We didn't, yeah, maybe you could get whatever you want printed on the back of it, really. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. You know, edit the box where it says uh, consumer number three or whatever it was, then, you know, you could have whatever you want. It might be, might be a way around of going to a printing shop or something. All right, cool. So, T-shirts, shit. Welcome back, listeners. We're moving on to section number three. Yep. Right then. Here we go. Uh, Run a Wikipedia article, Dean. Here we are. Three to one. Here we go. Mix radio station. Oh, okay. Uh, Mix was a greatest hits radio station in New Zealand. Broadcasting music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Oh, so it's a New Zealand radio station. I'm assuming a golden oldies type thing. 
yeah, well, it was first on air in 1970. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> it's quite a lengthy article. Um, it's, all it's got a picture of the logos. It's got a picture of New Zealand, in case we wonder what that is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be a real treasure trove, Dean. Let's dig in. Okay, let's do that. This next sentence is amazing, Dean. Okay. Please read aloud, Simon. Mix had just one presenter, Refney O'Rourke, in Nelson. How can you run for 53 years and just have one oh. presenter? What? 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 That's what it says. Mix had just one presenter, Brefney O'Rourke. Okay. Uh, we need to. Yeah. Look what? Brefney O'Rourke doesn't have a doesn't have his own page. He doesn't have his own page. No. <laughs> Run a radio station by himself for fifty years. You think he'd have some sort of external existence? But okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Oh. Mix played a wide variety of music from superstars acts such as Madonna, Prince, Bruce Springsteen, Brian Adams, Bon Jovi, Crowded House, Queen, Talking Heads, and Tom Petty and more. Well, that's fair enough. Crowded House are New Zealanders, aren't they? Uh, yes, I believe they are, yes. Yeah, I think I, I felt like there must be some New Zealanders in there, so yeah, that's... Um... Or are they Australian? Oh, might be Australian. I think they might be Australian. I mean, double-check. The Finn brothers, where are they from? Uh, yeah, Australia, unfortunately. Ah, OMC New Zealanders, uh, they did the How Bizarre song. <laughs> oh, well, actually, Neil, Neil Finn and his brother uh, are from New Zealand, but okay, I guess so... they, they moved to Australia. Right, so there's some, some sort of link there, at least, because I know... Yeah, yeah, you're these, not far off. Yeah, I'll give you that. radio stations tend to be quite uh, pro-local, mm. local, in big inverted commas, acts, so... Mm. That's quite good. New Zealand did have a, a very thriving and influential, uh, like sort of indie indie rock scene called the Dunedin Sound. Oh, I feel that. What was that about? The Clean, uh, the Tall Dwarfs, the Bats, loads of bands like that. Right. Uh, I guess mid eighties, very influential. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all DIY. Uh, Flying Nun was the record label that, that they were all on. I've heard of that, yeah. So it must have been quite a successful one, because I've heard that. Yeah. Well, I, I know the Flying Nun is that, that American TV show as well, but... Uh, Flying Nun is an American TV show? Yeah, there's a there's a TV show about a Flying Nun. Sally Field, it? I think. Who? <laughs> Sally Field, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> you look up that in the background, and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll concentrate on this. Flying Nun, American TV show. Absolute rubbish. Hey, uh, what I tell you what I found out today, Dean. Um, you know the Golden Girls and their yes. tremendous theme tune. Thank yes. you for being a friend. That uh, that was not an, an original song for the Golden Girls. That was a, a like um, already a hit. I, okay. I heard the original today, sung by a man. Um, oh. It's it's a longer song. It's still good. Cool. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for listeners who are curious. Um, According to Wikipedia, that's where it's going from, The Flying Nun is an American fantasy sitcom television series about a community of nuns which included one who could fly when the wind caught a cornet. Produced by Screen Gems for ABC, based on the 1965 book The 15th Pelican, uh, written by Terry Rios, and Sally, Sally Field, star of the title character, Sister Bertrand. What year was this? Uh, 19... The series ran from uh, 67 to 1970. Jesus Christ, Dean, how do you know about that? I, I know, because it was The Simpsons. When, oh, Bart, <laughs> when Bart was waiting for Homer to pick him up, uh, there's a nun in the background walks up and goes, 
this isn't funny. And she flies and flaps into a cliff. Well, fucking hell. Uh, let's dig in. Let's uh, have a look more. I'm, I'm very interested to know more about this Brevny, Brevny propeller and what he's doing. Yeah. Do you want to Google him to see if like, he pops up? Yeah. Let's have, I want to see a picture of him at least. Let's, I'm going to click on this. It says globe trotting journalist Brevny O'Rourke dies at age of 72. Guess that's not him. It fits he... in with the timeline. Canberra, Australia, I suppose, is that. But Hang on, Dean. I'm looking at this article now. I think this is bullshit, that sentence about him being the only DJ on the station. Right, OK. Yeah, yeah. you just have to think with <laughs> the national lineup for Easy Mix regularly change. There's a huge gang of people here. Alf Rose, Raylene Ramsey, Tim Ruxborough, Alison Leonard, et al. They've all hosted shows on this Mix FM. Yeah. So this... Second paragraph claim that it just had one presenter in fucking 53 years. It's <laughs> yeah. bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. Who's this Brevny O'Rourke? We need to dig into him. This, yeah. He's not on the internet at all. Does, does, does he exist? Look, here, here it says, after three months on the air, Peter Sinclair was among the station's hosts. Among. What is going on in this article, Dean? Now, I will say something. I know we could discuss it more, but I'm going to give my score right now. Do it. I'm gonna give this another 0.5 because the opening statement is a fucking full-on lie, and <laughs> yeah. uh, it goes from many, many paragraphs, many sections, many sort of subheadings and titles, and doesn't acknowledge the fact that this is an absolute lie. Any point? I think you're right, Dean. I think I'm going to agree with it. Absolute shite, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's disingenuous. That's the thing. It is. It's like uh, we'll tell you all you need to know about this radio station, but the first thing we tell you is absolute bollocks, and we're not going to correct any point. So. I can't trust any of this. That's the point. I, I cannot trust any of this article. And that, to me, is a, is a massive deal-breaker. So, yeah, 0.5, the lowest score I will give. Hey, look at this. Hang on. <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> okay. In 2010, the Advertising Standards Authority upheld a complaint against an advertisement for a Christmas club card broadcast on Easy Mix. The ad featured a childlike voice saying he would re- wouldn't receive a clip around the year and life wouldn't be a bitch because his family's part of the scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too little change my score? <laughs> Frankly, it's <laughs> up to at least a 1.5 now because I have never heard such complaints delivered <laughs> in such a neutral tone in my life. <laughs> All right, 1.5 for this article. <laughs> that alone gives a whole extra point. <laughs> also, Dean, scrolling down the article, he mentions uh, BG, Barry Gibb, twice in this article. <laughs> well, it may, uh, actually, it doesn't. It mentions separate BGs. Uh, oh God. At the top cool. of the article, it says um, uh, the network won an award for a tribute documentary about music, uh, BG, uh, Maurice Gibb. Uh, really? Broadcast in the morning of his death. Fair. You think, oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then <laughs> paragraphs down. It says BG's musician Barry Gibb used an interview with Roxburgh, who's another one of those fucking uh, presenters which this station doesn't have, apparently, <laughs> yeah. to confirm he and his brother and bandmate Robin were planning to tour again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but so I what? I think it's the fact that. From this quickly ramshackle assessment of the article, we found numerous you know, logical flaws and inconsistencies to it. 
So if we were to sit down in the cold light of day and go through the fine tooth comb, I'm, I'm sure we'd find a lot of uh, more things wrong with it. So yeah, one point five, one thing. point purely for that statement uh, you read earlier on. This is it's too much information, and hmm. half of it is lies. Yeah, at but least half. It, yeah, <laughs> it does contain occasional interesting facts. So I'm going to bump it up to two and a half. Yeah, I'll take one and a half because I don't trust it. Okay, then that's fair. Yeah, you're right to be wary. See you next week, listeners. Bye, guys. Bye.